Y viene Bradley. Si lo falla Bradley, se acabó. Y escuchen al estadio Acro. Está ah, bueno. Sí, se le tiene que venir encima el estadio. Corta atento. Viene Bradley, viene Bradley, viene Bradley. Se acabó. Se acabó. Las chivas. Las chivas al Mundial de Clubes. Hey guys, welcome to a not-so-rapid uh, reaction Chivas del Norte podcast episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I think I speak for all of us when I say uh, we were too like too excited, too, uh, too joyful to record last night, but I think we've calmed down. But uh, hold on, let me just introduce everybody first. Um, well, as usual, it's just me, Rigo, and Flo. What is going on, guys? What's up, man? What up? What up, fellas? Are you guys up, still riding, riding that high? Still riding that high. I think still feel good. I listened to uh, We Are The Champions like 30, 35 times today. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I was watching the highlights this morning as I was driving to work while I was driving. I don't do that. <laughs> I don't recommend that. Um, and I, I was kind of like, I was tearing up, yo. Like... Bro, yo, it was, it was, it was, it was fucking like amazing. Like, you know what I, I watched on the train this morning? I watched the, the little promo video that Chivas always puts out when they win something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like with with like this guy, the guy that narrates it, just like I don't know. But I was on the, the train. Deep voice. Yeah, I was I was on the train watching it, and like I had like tears like started like coming out of my eyes, and I was like, you know that tweet's like I don't know why I'm crying in the club. I yeah, like, I was like, I don't know why I'm crying on the train. <laughs> People just looking at you funny because you're crying. Oh man, I had to like, I had to, like they, turn around, they, like look away, like from everybody, just like. <laughs> about you, they Flo? don't know it's tears of joys. Oh yeah, pinche <laughs> viral. <laughs> but yeah, man, it feels good. It feels good to support the best uh, soccer team in the world. You know, the kings of Concacaf. But Concacaf runs everything, so you know. <laughs> this is true. I'm, at least, at least financially. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, man. I mean, I, I don't know if we want to talk about finances right now with Chivas. No, we don't. We don't want to talk about finances. <laughs> no, no. All right, swerve. All right, somewhere else. <laughs> um, I don't know. The game was a a roller co- roller coaster of emotions. Highs, lows, and then anxiety attacks, you know? I don't remember breathing after, like, probably the 55th minute. Like, yeah, I mean, remember the last game I said I wasn't nervous and uh, I was ready for yeah. the game? I was the same way until the ball kicked off. As soon as the ball kicked off, I, like, I, I started having difficulty breathing. I felt every beat my heart took. I was just like, oh, man. I was like, this is going to suck. And there was 90 minutes of that, and then the freaking shootout that I feel like we foreshadowed that on the last podcast. We all said we hated it, and soccer gods are like, I hold my beer. Yo. 
I couldn't. I couldn't believe it. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just. I I did. That was the last thing I wanted. I was hoping for a last second goal. I mean, both both teams almost had a last second goal. It was um the one yeah. that trophies had, and then I don't know who the Toronto player was, but uh, Jovinko like dropped a dime, <sighs> and the guy put it right over the crossbar, bro. My oh heart, my god! My heart was stopped. Last, last kiss, I think. Or my something? heart, yeah. my heart stopped. Like <laughs> I thought for sure that was going in. Oh man. You know, me and my dad both just like looked at each other, <laughs> and then put our head down. It was so fucking nerve wracking. To be honest, like I thought she was, I thought she was better the whole game. I mean, yeah, we gave up the goal. The, the, the first goal was like really bad. Like I think it was his narrows that cleared it away when um, Gota was gonna get it. Was I it? think I it was that actually was Alanis, wasn't it? Well, it, was, like, it wasn't he was to blame for the whole thing. Alanis. Yeah, and then he like deflected it and dropped it in the box to the Toronto player. Blame Alanis. And, culpa de Alanis. and then I have no idea what the <laughs> fuck happened on that second goal. That was just Giovinco. Oh, that was just Giovinco, like finally getting the better of Michael Perez, I think. <laughs> And but he, he had just got the yellow card too. Yeah, but I mean, Jovinko put it where Kota like Kota was positive it wasn't going. Yeah, he put it near post. He had all that. He had the, the rest of the goal open, so I think Kota kind of jumped too soon. And then by the time he reacted, he was screwed. It was in the back of the net. Yeah, you gotta you gotta protect your near post. I think. I think. I think everyone just thought, like, I mean, including Kota, he was going to go far post. Yeah, that's, that's why he. Yeah. That's why he gave up the. The the his his, one on his side. Yeah, even after that. Though. Yeah, like. We I fucking stepped on the remote by mistake. Changed the channel by the time I put it back. <laughs> fucking goals going in. I was like, oh, oh man. <laughs> yeah, I was getting ready for halftime. I was like, oh, I'm gonna get some water, and you know, all of a sudden, bam. Oh, yeah, that happened right before the half, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah right yeah. before halftime. Yeah, that was rough. But I don't know. I kind of felt like I made I was going to give one of those uh, epic locker room speeches that we kind of like previewed in the, the trailer for the Chivas movie. Like this guy, like I'm, I'm ready to play for him when he, when he talks about like Mexican pride and nobody believing in Mexicans and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I thought Chivas was obviously the better team in the second half. Um, yeah, Toronto had that chance at the very end. But for the last 20, 30 minutes, it was Chivas that was the closest to putting in that, that extra goal, that game winner. Uh, I don't know what you guys thought, but I thought they were pretty much dominating the game at the end. I think Toronto was happy to go to penalties, honestly. But, I mean, it didn't work out for them, but I think they were okay with, with going to a shootout. They were kind of sitting back, just protecting their goal, and like that that one play, the Javinko to you said Vasquez, that was like their counterattack play that they were they were waiting for, and if they would have if that would have went in, then Chivas would have been screwed. We would have lost because we would have had to score uh, two more goals, not not just one. But um, what about the goal that we did score the? 
to go up one nil. That uh, that pass from Pizarro to Pineda. Man. Bro. That was on Pizarro, right? That Pizarro, Bro. Pizarro um, stole the ball. Yep. And then starts to play back. And honestly, I thought he was going to give it to, to Pulido. And I'm glad he did it because I feel like Pulido would have missed that. Yeah, uh, I mean, eh. Pineda made like the perfect cut. The perfect like, run. Everything. Perfect oh run, God. yeah. Yeah, Pineda was, it was nice to see him score. He, he's had a rough season. A lot of people doubting him. It was nice to see him put that goal in. And... I didn't catch it until the replay. I thought he put it, like, far post. He kind of let the goalie dive to his left and then kind of just chipped it over him. And I was just like, bruh, genius. I don't know if you guys caught that, like, his definition. No, yeah. No, yeah, he he waited. Yeah. Yeah, he waited. No, it was a... It was a fucking great... Like, the whole play was amazing. Like, the... the, the, Him... Pizarro stealing the ball. His... Like his like fake going right and then going left in the pass was perfect. The finish by by Pineda was perfect. Um, but then they kind of guess like relaxed. Uh, yeah, uh, just did you guys like freak out when the? Uh, you know how Pineda does his uh, cartwheel flip celebration? Oh yeah, he, like, he kind of like botched fell. it. I yeah. thought I was I I got I got shook. I thought he was injured. I was like fuck like. Uh, I didn't even catch that. I must no, have been like celebrating. He, yeah, he kind of, he like, he botched it. He kind of, he fell to his knees and I was like, oh crap. I was like, yo, he just popped his ACL. He just broke his ankle or something. But then he got up so and he long. was fine. I was like, oh my God. Like, I was like, don't, don't do that celebration anymore. Cause I don't know. You, you could get hurt like that. Yeah, you could definitely get hurt like that. But thankfully nothing happened. But yeah, Rigo, like you were saying, um, yeah, I think uh, I don't think we relaxed. I think I think they were just well, bad Pizarro, mistakes. Like Pizarro says, uh, Pizarro, I was watching Lordimo Palabra because you know I stay watching all the Mexican shows. <laughs> um, they interviewed pretty much all the players, and yeah. Pizarro was like, "Yeah, we kind of relaxed after after the goal." Mm. Okay. Yeah, and that 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 goal that we gave up was. It was just our mistakes. You know, we had a chance to clear. We we tried to clear it, some pretty weak clearances. Cota, I thought Cota should have grabbed that ball, but uh, I think it was Alanista guy in his way. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and then I just saw the ball get crossed. And, of course, I was like, Josie, the, the one person I don't want to score, fucking gets the goal. It was just, it was just seemed like a lazy goal to give up in your verge. I was, at that point, I was like, oh, no. I was like, at this point, they still only need two goals. And with two goals, they can still force the PKs. Now, that one goal was nice, but it didn't change the fact that they still need only two goals. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, that that first goal, so many things went wrong for us that, like, it was... So, like you said, Alanis got in the way of a ball that Cota was going was gonna to grab. And then I think Cisner, somebody clears it wrong... It bounces off Alanis. The Toronto player controls it. He crosses into the box. Altador nutmegs like two or three of our guys for the goal. Like we had one guy in front of him and one guy on the line. And it went through both of their legs. You know how like that's like the ultimate bad luck. Like I don't know. Everything went right for Toronto in that play. I mean the Jovinko goal I think 
like I said, it was just more 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 of a Jovinko skill getting the better of Michael Perez. But that first goal, I was, that first goal pissed me off. It was bad. Yeah, no, I think that 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 first goal gave them confidence, and then then the second goal was just kind of like the momentum of the first goal. And to be honest, I thought I thought we were gonna fall apart right there. I'm like, this is it. Dude, we're about to we're about to lose at home. Like everything that you know, everyone's been saying how we were, we're supposed to win, and now we're gonna lose. Yeah, when that Giovinco goal went in, that was the first moment that I was worried, and all in both games, you know, I was pretty confident heading into the first game, pretty confident heading into the second game, but when Giovinco scored that goal right before halftime, that's that's when the nerves kicked in for me. Especially because it was like a minute before halftime. Oh, yeah. And they had the momentum, too. I was like, oh, just make it a halftime. We can regroup. Just make it a halftime. And then that happened. It was it was kind of, you know, heartbreaking. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, halftime for us was like, I guess it was a good thing that halftime was coming up. If you're going to give up the, the lead, well, I don't know. That's not... No, I don't know what I want to say right now. <laughs> but I mean, I, it's like I, halftime I, I was mean, like, like a blessing in disguise. Maybe like we got to regroup. I think if they, all right. So I think oh, yeah, if definitely. if they score the two one in like the sixty fifth minute, and we don't have the halftime where Almeida can like rally the troops and like refocus them, then I think Chivas crumbles. But the fact that we had halftime, Almeida rallied them. You know, focused them like. I think it was like a blessing in disguise that we gave up two goals in the first half as opposed to the second half. I don't think it was a blessing at all. If they go up 2-1 in the second half, you don't think she was crumbles? Then I think she was crumbles. I think... I don't know. I think I the think halftime so. speech, whatever I made, I told them in the halftime, helped, helped them uh, come out and basically dominate run the second half I don't know I think Almeida was showing his confidence that he had in the team and he by going for the win the entire time you know he, he I think he put it out there he was you know letting them know that we're going to win this we're going to go for the win like all of his substitutions were you know very offensive aggressive yeah yeah very good. aggressive you know and it was just like he, he was leaving no doubt like we, we want this win we're going for it guys um so I think I think his I think his halftime speech pretty much was around around those same lines. You know, we're gonna be aggressive, we're gonna go out there and we're gonna win it. And his substitutions, you know, pretty much back that. Yeah, well um talk about let's talk about the substitutions. I think um it was uh Godinez for Salcido was the first one that he made. Then he did um I thought that needed to happen. I thought that I thought that needed to happen because, like we like we've all said, Pulido isn't a number nine. Oh yeah, that's what I was worried about when I saw the starting lineup too. The fact that he was so, going to be up there alone. When he's up there alone, there's nobody in the box. And then on top of it, he was he was like struggling to control the ball all game. Yeah. Um. So him doing that needed to happen. I was just more afraid that. Him doing that was going to 
like give Toronto more opportunity to attack. Yeah, when I saw the lineup, I figured I thought we were going to sit back and kind of try to hold the lead. I was worried, but then we were attacking those first couple of minutes, so that got out of my head. But yeah, I mean, initially when you see Bolido has to play up there alone, and we've said it like all season, he's not like a true number nine because he drops back too much. But uh, I mean, you saw Godinez's impact as soon as he came onto the pitch. Yeah, he was no, I mean the Godin- ball up, uh, hustling. Um, I don't know. He's. I don't think I, like, we're I, all like convinced. Like Jovinko stands. I mean, not Jovinko. Godinez stands, but we see how he helps the team. Yeah. No. He. Uh, especially last night, he did a lot. He did a lot on the field. Um, that. Pulido wasn't doing, and then he brought like an energy to the, to the team. I mean, he's Cantera, so he, you know, he he came up through the ranks, and you could tell he's a Chivas fan. Every time he celebrates, he's always kissing. Yeah, he the, always the, like, kisses the, the, the school. badge, grabs. Yeah, it, yeah, he yeah. Lo- he loves to play um, for the team. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's out there and he hustles hard. Kind of reminds me a little bit of Cheech, like, um, just in the way that you know he he works hard when he's out when he's out there. Uh, he still he still doesn't have the best ball control, like not when he gets the ball, but I mean like when he's dribbling, he doesn't have like the best ball control like, to take players on. But he was still doing his thing out there. Like he he, he there was one where he like kind of bodied Bradley, and he just went went right through him. Yeah, he um, he's like he's like a box out player. He's he's strong. He's good. I I don't know. I like his hustle. That's what I I really like. But yeah, I thought that that was a, a that substitution was needed. The substitution that I wasn't like too much of a fan of was taking Conebrisuela uh, out for trophies, right? Because I thought it should have been Cisneros that came out for for trophies. Because Cisneros is just he's just when he's up on on attack. He just provides nothing. Yeah, he started like me, on the left wing, and I I didn't like that either. Like he was just, he just wasn't doing much. Nah, like I like him. Like we've said it before. Like uh, we don't mind him at right back or left back. But yeah, offensively he's not really. I don't know. He showed promise like two seasons ago, three seasons ago, but now it's like. I'd much rather him on defense and help, like, support the attack, but not be the attack. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I prefer him at, at that right back or left back position. Definitely. Yeah, especially since Brizuela was playing pretty well. I, I felt. He was playing pretty well. When, when he was making those deep runs, he was going right by Bradley or whoever was on that side. Yeah, he couldn't just... He just couldn't get, like, that final... That cross, that final ball, he couldn't find anybody to connect. But I don't know, like he's been coming like back in form too. Like Ooh, we've Gordon. been watching him all season, yeah. Cornejito, he's like, oh yeah, he's 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 getting there. If he's not there already, I think he's, he's, shi- he, he's especially shining. Uh, well, Concacaf, the Champions League uh, season, maybe not in the season, but I think. For Concacaf, he definitely stepped up every game that he got an opportunity to play. 
who was the third sub? It was uh, uh Sandibar. Right? It was Sandibar yeah, for uh, yeah, Michael yeah. Perez pulled his hammy. It just it felt like Matias Almeida told Cello just go in there and just fucking be be everywhere. Like it didn't feel like Cello had a position. He was just like all over the field. Because by that point, you only had Orbelin in the middle, basically, as like the the defensive mid. And he he was a uh, guarding Jovinko. So you would you would see like Saliva like recuperando balones and like pushing up. Um. Yeah, he was like a a made of many workhorse, you know. And I think I made up picked him because, you know, he just in case we have the shootout, and he has yet to miss a a penalty for us, which is crazy. I think he's like, what is he like, sixteen for sixteen, something like that. Yeah, he's never missed. I think he's sixteen for sixteen, which is crazy. Yeah, he's never missed. I was hoping the announcers wouldn't bring it up during the shootout. I don't think they did, did they? I don't think they did either. They brought it up no, after. They, didn't. they brought it up I'm, after. <laughs> I'm really big on that. Yeah, <laughs> that jinx. So I was, I was happy. This was the NFL. They definitely would have brought it up. They would have been like, "Oh, hasn't missed a penalty since whatever," and then boom, la abuela. The only one that, I, the one that I was most nervous about in the penalty kicks was Godinez. To be honest, really, I was nervous about um, Pulido, Alaniz. Oh yeah, just because he he missed that one against Pumas during the season. Oh yeah, and then like after that, I was like, man, I don't know where his confidence is taking penalties, but he he buried it. Well, not buried it. I think the goalie got a hand. No, on he it. got yeah, he got but a he, hand on it. He folded his hand. He hit it so hard that he folded his hand. Exactly, I was also yeah. I was also nervous about Pulido because of yep uh, the, of the miss the America that he the, had America one right. Was it America? No, that was, that's that's Gulli. Uh, no, it was um, Querétaro. It was was, it was it, Querétaro. Wasn't it yes. Copa Mekis, uh America that he he hit like the crossbar or something, and then somebody else won it for us. Oh yeah, 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 you're right. That's, you're right, that's you're the right. one. Well, that's why I was didn't, nervous when Polito took. Didn't it. he miss against Querétaro too? No, I think he buried that one. It was America that he missed against. I don't know, maybe. Yeah. We could recheck, but I'm pretty sure he hit the crossbar against America. And then somebody else had to win it for us. Not sure. But the way he walked up there, he was or pretty we, confident. Or No, Tonya won us that one, I think. He blocked the penalty. But Polito could have won it for us. I think that's what happened. We'll go back and yeah. check. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not sure. pretty sure that's but, what happened. But on yesterday's game, I thought Polito stepped up there pretty confidently. He didn't wait at all. He went there and yeah. kicked it. Yeah, before he before he even kicked it, I had a good feeling just because of his his body language, and he he buried it. Who do you think the fifth kicker was going to be? That's exactly what I was going to ask. I don't know. All right. So, so who kicked? It was uh. It was uh, Alanis, Alanis, Godinez, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Polito, Polito, Saldivar. And, yeah, probably Pizarro. It might or, have been or Chofis. I don't know. 
Might have done Pereira since he le- he loves letting his uh, center backs take penalties. I was gonna say the center back too. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder who the fifth. I wonder who the fifth kick- kicker would have been. Cota. <laughs> Those mind games. Man, and I and I still haven't seen uh, Cota block a penalty. He was just trying to guess a side. <laughs> I think he yeah. dove. I think he dove the same direction for all of them. He dove right, which is like a like a goalie strategy. They tell them just dive the same dive way the each same one, side. and yeah. you're bound somebody's to get one. Bound, yeah. yeah, somebody's bound to go that way. But I think yeah, he dove. I, I think he dove right every every penalty. Yeah, he did. He, he did, did right. Okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't. I'm not like a fan of that strategy. But I, I guess I get it. But I don't know. Now we're going to where are we going? Dubai. Going to Dubai. Club yeah. World Cup representing yeah. Mexico with a team of only Mexicans. Drop, drop a light three grand. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I was looking at I was looking at tickets. Six hundred dollar round trip. Flights are like seven hundred. Yeah. That's not bad. Well, maybe where y'all at in New York? Oh, you oh gotta they got go airports the San Antonio. A little ass airport in San Antonio. <laughs> that, that shit was like 2.5 grand. Damn, what? I was like, well, Rigo, uh, have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be watching it at home. At 3 in the morning. Fuck it. Well, <laughs> if, the team, if the team gets paid and goes. Because uh, apparently they've only gotten paid 3% of their bonuses. Three oh, percent. Yeah. yeah, so they got they got paid yesterday uh, before the game. No, they said they didn't. They got yeah, they, they got interviewed today, and they said that the deposit hadn't hit. A couple of players, but said it was the deposit hadn't hit. Well, Polito Polito said it was three percent that they got. What what are they owed each? I keep hearing different I numbers. I heard they each owed a million, but a million to each player—that's a lot of money. Yo, 3%. So that would be what, like 30 grand? Yeah. If it's a million. I don't know what the number is that they're owed. Yeah, 3%, man. They probably they probably got like 10 grand or something yesterday. I don't know. What do you I guys, mean, I don't know. What do you guys I mean, they're, they're going to... They, they won 500 grand yesterday, so... Yeah. That's, I know that. That That's true. Per player? No, no, no. no. A, a team. Club. Yeah. The team won 500 grand? Yeah. Okay. Supposedly, um, last place the Club World Cup gets a million. How much? That's a, a million. A million? Okay. But how much does the winner get? How much are we getting? Five, five million. Sit five million bucks for Chivas next. When in December? Yeah, December twelfth through the twenty second. Yeah, Club World Cup. We're gonna have Chicharito on the team by then. It'd be nice. Hopefully, it'll probably be Almeida's going away. Pizarro's going away. Yeah, I think it's gonna be Pizarro's going away party. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Um, what else? Salcedo said that he. He'd like to come back and play the Club World Cup with Chivas. He said that where? Yeah, I saw I saw a tweet from like a verified account. 
or something that that he said that he'd like to come back and play um play the club World Cup with Chivas. So that'd be him out. that'd be good if I guess Alanis is out, right? He's going to uh, Hetafe or wherever yeah. he's going. Yeah, he's gonna go. Either. He's gonna go over there for, for six months and come back. So he <laughs> didn't cut it. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. Financial issues. All they have to do is release some fucking championship gear in the United States, and Word. financial open issue. Up, open called. up a U.S. online shop and like just make a bank. Man, fuck, just fucking mail me some shirts. I'll fucking those. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so the thing is like. Yo, this shit is from last May. How have you not paid this shit? Yeah, that's crazy. Especially because it's a big but, club. It's not like a especially because they were charging one hundred fifty dollars. They were charging one hundred fifty dollars for those fucking uh, hundred and ten year anniversary kits mm-hmm. that were that were a terrible like cut forty times. Yeah, <laughs> and they were a terrible cut. <laughs> they weren't. They weren't made for your physique. There you go. I know. They're made for the, the taco loving fat ones like me. <laughs> Yo, they really are mad wise. I should have bought it, damn it. <laughs> I'm mad I got I got two of them. And like every time I bought them they got, this they got was, cheaper. This nigga bought two, like, yo, I'm about to I'm about to re- I'm about to fucking put this in on eBay and it's gonna sell no, for ten K. The first one I got is the one that came in the box and I was like, oh, I'm never gonna wear this. I I haven't worn it, it's still in the box. And then when they did a, like a second issue, I was like, "Oh, I'm, this one I'm gonna wear," and that's the one I wear. But every time, every time they they sold them again, they would get cheaper. And I was like, "Yo, what the hell?" Like, yeah, I remember I almost bought one for like five hundred on e- on a uh, Twitter from someone <laughs> before they did the re-release. I was so glad I didn't do that. Oh my god! Could you imagine? Uh, I'd have been so pissed. Dogs. But yeah, but yeah, just fix your financial issue. Just sell shit in the United States. Done. I just want like official name sets to be available in the in the U.S. Motherfucker, I'll take a Chivas koozie at this point. Yo, is, is Luis is Luis still in uh, Guadalajara, Rigo? Yeah, uh, I don't know if he's in Guadalajara. Oh man, I should have told him to buy me a kit with a name set on it. I, I told him the same thing. He probably ain't do that shit. <laughs> I was like, yo, a, give me a long sleeve kit with a name man. set. I need a Pizarro kit. No, these, these Pumas kids are too small. I got a Pizarro kit with a name and everything. I haven't worn it because it's too small on me. <laughs> I, need, I need to get on that Rigo diet. Rigo diet. Fucking go run. Eight. Go run every day in the woods. Go Orange then, Theory. <laughs> go run and then fucking go eat. Como un puerco. What I do. <laughs> See, well, that's better than what I do. I just go eat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. But yeah, maybe that's my goal this summer to fit into my jersey. <laughs> <laughs> that's my goal. I bought any I bought, of my Chivas kids. <laughs> I bought I bought the zip up, and I bought uh, the tra- the training the training top. It was it was on sale. The blue top. On com. No, the red one, the long sleeve. But they have the blue top and the red one, uh, the short sleeve, uh, on sale right now. Oh, oh, I think Todo Todo Food has a fifty percent off on all uh, Chiva stuff. Somebody told me classic kits, classic football kits. Yeah, oh, I think that was Josh. 
Was it real? Yeah, but I think it's last season's kit. It's not this season's kit. I already have that one. I don't have this season. I don't have the home one. I have the I have the green one, the one that looks like the Mexico jersey, which is a thousand oh, a thousand times too. better than the one that uh America that, put that, out. Oh, that, that, that other that other club just put out. That shit is crazy. They just, like it's know, bad. They're trying to be like, like us. No pueden ver nada. No pueden ver nada. <laughs> La verdad. Yo, and fuck that. Fuck that. That Esquire account, the black kid who who is an America fan. I don't fuck know. What, him. I don't know what account you're talking about. <laughs> you never seen it before? No. I thought before? you were talking about the magazine. <laughs> no, no, no. There's there's a black kid who is uh, an America fan. Oh wait, is that the kid that and, like got paid by the national team? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he's an America fan. He'd be talking mad shit about Chivas. I seen him put him. I seen. I seen him put some homophobic posts on his Instagram page today. We gotta get a Raul social justice warrior on him. Uh, I'm trying to look him up right now. Get him, we Hold get on. Him out of here. Rigo, Rigo, firing me up right now. <laughs> shit. Hold on, somebody, cause somebody sent me the the story. We gotta pull uh, his 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 Twitter handle is. I mean, his IG handle is Yo Soy Esquire. Is that the same thing uh, on? Uh, oh, I think that's the same thing on. Uh, yeah, same on thing on. Same Man. thing on Twitter. Twitter figures about to change the. Uh, I'll, I'll deal with that. Mm. I'll deal with that later. Cause we're gonna we're gonna try something new tonight. I think Yo, uh, my man. <laughs> His profile pic, he got some echo on. Bro, this ain't 2002. <laughs> Come on. So he's a cornball. <laughs> and America fans be eating that shit up. Yo, America fans are cornballs, though, so. They are cornballs. That makes sense. <laughs> hey, we're good, out, man. Shout out to the Eagle fans. iPod. Shout out to the Eagle Eye Podcast. They're cool. Uh, yeah, I'm a bunch of cornballs. Just kidding. <laughs> Yo, speaking Podcast of cornballs, speaking of, speaking of cornballs, yo, your man Ugo still oh, rapping Chivas God. like he wasn't at the stadium. <laughs> I brought this up to tomorrow uh, last night. Like he wasn't at the stadium wearing a Seattle Sounders jersey. Bruh. What did yeah. I send you last we gotta, night? We gotta, we gotta have him back on the pod, and he has to explain himself. You know, I don't know, man. He can defend himself. I don't know. He can defend himself. Yeah, I saw that tweet of his where he was like, "Oh, celebrating," and I sent it to Varro, and I was like, "Hey, Varro, doesn't your man know he was canceled? He wore he wore a Sounders jersey to Chivas. Like, how do you wear a Sounders jersey? Damn, how you gonna bash former guest of the pod, bro?" <laughs> No hold ball, yeah. no, no, This is like it's like WrestleMania over here. <laughs> Flow the hardcore champion over here. Come on. Um, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a TLC match. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a couple of uh, people I want to fight on Twitter, so we could make it happen. <laughs> Last night I was ready, man, ready to throw throw digital hands. Oh yeah, the the saltiness a... was real last night. Yeah. Oh my god. But um, I don't know, Rigo. Do you you gotta jump off or you gotta? 
Yeah, well, I'm about to. I'm about to. If you're listening, I'm about to go hop on the Cantina Max <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you can listen to that. After you can listen to that as well pod. after this. Yeah, um, we're gonna try yeah. something new. In uh, I guess I'll drop a sound effect here and then. But uh, and, uh, something new. Yeah, we're gonna. You guys are gonna. You guys are gonna answer Twitter questions. Or no, we're gonna have Twitter. We're gonna have Twitter people on the podcast. We're gonna call. We're gonna call them in and uh, talk to them. See what Damn, they we thought, in see first, what they thought so about start. last night. What's up? Who are you guys going to speak to first? Uh, well, I'm just doing it in order that the support came in. So oh. I'm going to call, like, I know I know this guy. His name is Eduardo. But he's a, he's actually a Tigres fan, but he's going to give us, like, the neutral Liga MX uh Point of view, I guess, of what I hate of fans. What he thought. <laughs> Annoying as fuck. You know I who I don't hate, club. and anybody. You, you know who I don't hate, and anybody else hates. I, I don't hate Atlas fans. I don't know any Atlas fans. I don't know. Because, that's why I, they, I don't know. Any not, I don't. It's I like mean, the Luca fans. They're not out there. I only know Jose I, from. Uh, yeah, I know played Jose. pro clubs with us. That's it, and he's cool. So. I don't. Hate I don't. Hate, I don't fans. hate. I don't hate. Atlas, like, I, like if Atlas was in a tournament and like Chivas wasn't in it and they were still in, it, like, I would support them because like I just don't hate them. If Amerika was in a tournament and Chivas wasn't in it, I'm rooting against them. <laughs> um, that being said, I'm also rooting for Universidad de Guadalajara, Leones Negros. They're in the Ascenso. Oh yeah, they're in the Ascenso final. Ascenso uh, right? final. Yeah. So they? If they win. Yeah. They win, they'll come up. Yo, they got some of the hardest jerseys of all time. Yo, I'm going back. I'm copping one. I need. I, I almost I, bought one. What was it like three, four years ago when they were actually in the league? Yeah, yeah. I almost bought one. I regret not getting it. <laughs> plus, plus, it's a reason to fucking go to Estadio Jalisco, which is yeah, fucking class. All right, guys, I'm gonna drop off. All right. You guys have a good evening. Right. Enjoy your three-hour podcast. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not three podcasting for three hours. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll jump on that podcast later too. Oh uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll have him send you an invite. All right, cool. All right, all right later, later we go. Notice they don't want me on the podcast. <laughs> I'll, start, I'll start beef on there. All right, I think that's the perfect uh, segue into our next uh, segment. <laughs> All right, guys, so we're trying a new segment today. We're trying to have uh, fans of the pod, of the podcast on the call as opposed to us just reading your questions like we usually do. So tonight, we're going to have a couple people on. The first person we're having on is uh, Eduardo on Twitter at EduardoNewYork underscore uh, 7. What's going on, Eduardo? What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Doing good, guys. Doing good. Thank you for having me on the show. We appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks for uh, participating. You know, it's always good to hear back from uh, you know people that actually listen to the podcast, follow the account, stuff like that. Of course, of course. We need we need as much content in English, you know, as possible. So, you know, I'm sure I'm going to say this on behalf of many of our English, you know, English seeking podcast people. Keep it going. We you got our support. Yeah, man. The teams are definitely not doing it. So, I mean, somebody has mm-hmm. to do it, right? <laughs> Agreed. All right, Eduardo. So let's just dive right into it. Um, 
You're not a Chivas fan, right? You're no. a Tigres no. fan. Yes, I am a Tigres fan. But you were watching it from the point of view of a League IMX fan, right? Yes. Yes, I was. All right. So uh, just, you know, so how do you, you feel about the game last night? Um, what do you, I guess, what do you think this game represents? For, All right. Uh, so League I'm going to try to make this. I would try to make this as concise as I can, but <laughs> I'm going to be passionate about this. Um, this was a big deal for us because this this was more than just Chivas. This was more than just a club team representing Liga Mekis. This was Liga Mekis, Mexico, Mexico fans, and us Mexican and Mexican-Americans, and people that you know appreciate and love the Mexican game. This was about us carrying a tradition and this was a tradition that would have been broken by Toronto, who, despite the fact that it's a rival, you know, rival league, rival team, whatever, they gave our teams a run for their money, and they actually threatened us. So last night, it was, you know, bottom of ninth inning, you know, you're full count, you got a swing, bases loaded, you have to do what it takes, and. Oh my god, I was scared for my life. I was nervous as heck. Like I said, I am not a Chivas fan, but I felt for Chivas. I sympathized with the fans, and I sympathized for all of us. It would have been a disaster had an MLS team beaten us because it's our sport. <laughs> a lot of you know people can say that, whether you know, whether it's true or not. A lot of people are gonna say we're gonna lose to an MLS team. It's our sport. Well, they're doing a good job, and they got us to penalty shootout. I'm glad that um, you know that she was able to pull through. They've been, you know, they've been lethal. They scored when it matters, and they did it again. What was it five victories in seven games in seven finals? So the results speak for itself. You know, Liga Mekis is back. The gap is slightly closing. So this is an opportunity for us to reflect back and you know grow too. We we keep hearing about MLS growing, and we see it with who they're getting, the money, the results are going to start happening. But we got to catch up too. We got to start, like, you know, getting better players, nourishing them better, more quality. The whole thing about Pacto Caballero is like, this is going well. So I'm happy. <laughs> Scared for my life, but I'm happy. <laughs> I'm relieved. I mean, yeah, that's, I, I mean, we've been saying, like, you know, when we won or if we won, like, don't, don't come at us with that, like, league camaraderie, like, bullshit. Like you know, don't don't pretend you're happy for us or whatever. But I think you genuinely view it as us winning is better for like the league itself, like for exactly. every team for every team in Mexico. Exactly. And, like this is probably the best uh, MLS team I, I want to say ever to date, and they still couldn't beat Chivas. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree. Uh, for me, you know, it's, it's a Liga MX pride thing. But for me, not only that, but it's more like of a, of a Mexican pride thing. You know, Chivas is out there proving that, you know, a team full of Mexicans, once again, can go out there and do what people think we can't do. You know, people doubted us. You know, people were saying, oh, Toronto's the best MLS team ever. This is going to be MLS's time. Chivas can't beat them. Chivas isn't good this year. Blah blah blah, and they went out there and they proved everybody wrong. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know, Ed, uh, last thing. If you had to pick uh, Chivas' MVP, who are you picking? I'm picking Almeida. Easy choice. It's Almeida. This man has brought stability. He has brought a winning mentality. And I probably just noticed this literally in the last 30 seconds when we're talking about this. Maybe it's because I'm not a Chivas fan. But this team just does amazing with no pressure or when they're considered the underdogs. And Almeida has been able to push these players to say, you know what? We're not the underdogs. Let's just prove them wrong. Like, if we're the underdogs, we have nothing to lose. And they've done it. Look at the final against Tigres. Tigres were the overwhelming favorites, and they lost to Chivas. Whether the penalty call was, you know, that's a debate. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, Chivas won. <laughs> Whether people, you know, as a Tigres fan, it sucks, but that's the truth. I don't even know what he's talking about right now. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> hey. Hey, but what I'm trying to say, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that Almeida has brought stability. He's brought this belief, this grit. He brought in like practicality over, you know, uh, over playing this certain style. He did what he had to do in, in like in the Red Bulls. Like, yes, the Red Bulls, you know, had a lot of shots over Chivas in New York, but did it matter? No, he, he brought up this, you know, this game plan to stifle them out. You know, Park and he won. And look at this, Toronto wasn't expecting it. Chivas to attack like crazy. They did. Look at the second half last night. Amazing job. This Chivas will be making a big mistake to let this man go. Or for him to get poached by another team. Almeida is a genius. He is a great manager. He loves the club. And he's humble. So he was the MVP because he set up that team to win. He played the 2 for 2 one-on-one, mashed them up. That idea of putting Perez to go, you know, to man-mark Jovinko and hounded him all last night like a, like a hyena was perfect. That man was uncomfortable. Well, I mean, That's I think you have that, was, that was like super effective the first game. I think Jovinko knew he was coming the second game. And you saw he, he got like the better of uh, Perez on that goal. But yeah, I think to your point, Almeida is, uh, I, I guess, yeah. We've been saying Pizarro is like, I guess, the on-field MVP. But yeah, we can't we can't overlook Almeida as like an MVP candidate too. And like you said, he uh he loves I think playing as the underdog. And he said it multiple times that um he says yo creo en el mexicano más que el mexicano. So basically, I believe in Mexicans more than Mexicans do. And coming mm-hmm. that coming from an Argentinian coach player is uh, you know, that that definitely like inspires you, inspires the players oh, yeah. to play for him, you know. And definitely. the players, you yep. can see that the players love to play for him. Like, like mid mid press conference, they like ambushed him and like uh, drenched him in uh, soda and water and whatever. And like you, these guys <laughs> are just having fun. Like they love playing for him. That's so true. That's so true. Can I say this one thing as a non Chivas guy? Yeah. That is very true. Que el mexicano cree, que, que él cree más mexicano que el propio mexicano. You know, we have, you know, we have a great league. You know, arguably the second or third strongest league in this side of the world. You know, some can even be bold and say that we are on par with the Brazil, you know, the Argentine league. But at the end of the day, we have a pretty strong league. We have a lot of amazing talent, and we're not taking advantage of that. And and what I love about Chivas is that. They trust their younger players, and 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 Pachuca too. You know, Pachuca has done it as well. And 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 these teams have to continue being the leaders of producing young Mexican talent that can show 
you don't have to spend $25 million on a French player, an Argentine player, or a Brazilian player that may or may not get used to culture or this and that when you have a Mexican player, you know, within your youth academy. He's only cost about two or three million to develop him, and then he's going to reward you. You know, cheap contract. He's producing results. He's one of your own, and then you send him off to Europe, and then there's going to have the scouts from Europe come back to you and pay even more money. This is an. I love that about Chivas, and that's something that I respect. Not a fan, a complete fan of the club, but that's something that I can definitely say that I admire about Chivas that they stick to their philosophy and they won't change, and they trust in their own youth. Yeah, definitely, man. We uh. I think it has like downsides. I think there's like a whole uh, generation of players that Chivas missed. I think it's evident when you look at the age gap between like our veterans and then like our young players are like 22, 23. So that that era from like the 25 year old to like the 29 year old, it's not really there. And I think that's where Chivas had to go buy some players. But yeah, man, we build we build from our academy up, and um, I don't know. You, you, like you said, it's a good way. It's good for the league. It's good for uh, Mexican players. Build them up. Believe in them. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yep. All right, Ed. Uh, hey, man. Thanks for jumping on on the call. It's uh, good good having you on. That was a good uh, good little talk we had. You guys got it. It's not right, a man. pleasure to help. Yeah. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks, have man. Have a good night. Later, Got man. It. Cheers. All right. So next on the call, we have at Chavo90 on Twitter and uh, Ivan. What's up, man? What's going on, guys? Glad, glad to be here. Happy yeah. To be here. Thanks, for, uh, thanks for participating on the podcast, man. Uh, yeah, no problem, man. I'm always happy to always happy to, to to be on any sort of podcast. I actually used to podcast a little bit, uh, starting one up real soon. Not sure what we're gonna call it yet, but we're I'm in the works with actually, I'm actually in the works with that with an Atlas fan. So you can only imagine the arguments we can get into. <laughs> is that the is that the Paradero Boys thing? No, 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 no. Oh, we okay. used to be we used to be called uh, with all due respect, but um, that one. Um, it ended like not too long ago, but you know we're gonna start a new one soon. <laughs> All right, cool. That's good. More All content. Right. Yeah, man, definitely. All right, so let's just uh, jump into it, man. So, uh, how long are you? You're a Chivas fan, right? Hell yeah, I'm a Chivas fan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, because yeah, the last call we had is a Tigres guy, but he oh, he gave us he gave us the view of like a Liga MX fan, which yeah, it was pretty cool. It was actually pretty good. Up with smaller team guys got to have their uh, their 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 light as well. So you know you know how that goes. Yeah, that, they have to have something to look up to, you know. Right, exactly. All right, man. Um, so, so how long how long have you been a Chivas fan? Yeah, man, I've been a Chivas fan desde la cuna, compa. Desde, since I was a little kid, since I can remember. My first kit, my dad bought me a uh, uh, a Chivas kit back in ninety. I want to say ninety five. I'm I'm current. I'm twenty eight. So I've been a Chivas fan since then. Uh, some of the early memories that I can remember is w- the final against Toros Nessa. Not so much watching the game, but being there, like having my dad and all my uncles and my cousins being in one spot. And then like me and my little cousins just like we're playing and out of nowhere we just hear goal, goal, goal. And you know, they scored five. So we just kept hearing goal and we we're like, yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, you say you're 28? 28, yes. Yeah, all right. So we're the same age. So you remember the Nekaxa final and the. Uh... That they lost? Uh, 
I remember that one a little bit, yeah, because um, that one was not as happy, obviously. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> yeah, my uncles and my dad were pretty, it was a pretty somber day at the at our household that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that was bad. All right, But man. I do remember the, the, the one that I do remember the most probably, like, well, the first, like, heartbreaking one was the, the final against Pumas. That's when I was starting to really, like, pay attention more, more with everything as far as, like, Chivas goes and as far as Liga Mekis goes. So since then, I that's probably when I've kind of like followed them a little, like way more and followed way more attention since then. So like since like 03, I would say I'm a I became I became a more of a diehard fan where kind of like paid more attention, you know. Yeah, last last night I I tweeted that out. I was like, yo, I'm getting flashbacks of the Pumas final. This is not good. <laughs> the shootout, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. You want? Well, we didn't have like... Medina on the on the, this one, so oh, we were, no, we were no okay. Flamingo. <laughs> <laughs> you want to just give us like your quick thoughts, like emotions throughout the game last night? What were you feeling? What were you thinking? I don't know. Well, I mean, I um, you know got home from work and I first thing I did was turn on the TV. I actually left early to watch uh, to watch the game. And um, I tell you, man, from from the first blowing missile, I started I started getting nervous right away. Uh, the first goal that we scored, I was took the nerves off right away, obviously. And then after um, the First and second goal. I mean, that's when my dad got home and we were both watching it. Uh, sorry about that. I don't know if you guys can hear the ambulance in the background. Yeah, it's fine. Mm, it's fine. Uh, it's the hood. It's the hood. Um, yes, yeah, that's what happens when you're on the Vegas Strip. By the way, I'm from Vegas. By the way, everybody, if, if, uh, just to give a shout out to everybody out here in Vegas. Um, no, I was um, after the second goal. We were like, well, this is going to get interesting now. <laughs> so. I just got super nervous throughout the whole game. I think I might have, like, my, my arm started getting numb, I think. I don't know what kind of <laughs> feeling that was, but it, 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 was, uh, oh, it was it was something else. <laughs> How did you feel during the during the penalties? Um, I was nervous as hell again, once, it, once again. Pretty much just the same feeling the whole time around. I actually thought back to the penalties on the Copa MX against uh, Morelia. It kind of took me back to that. Except this time I was sober, so it was probably <laughs> a little bit more nerve-wracking when you're watching it sober when you kind of had a few beers in you already. But, yeah, we're very, very quiet throughout the whole the whole penalty shootout. The uh, first the first one that they, that they missed, who was it? Uh, Osorio, right? Yeah, he missed the first one for Toronto. Yeah, Osorio missed the first goal, and, uh, and uh, I was like, okay, okay, we got a shot. We got a shot here. And then comes, uh, we score the next two, I think. And then comes Michael Bradley. Michael Bradley, he's he's turned into, for me and my family, we've kind of like, me and my other, one of my cousins have made him kind of like Mexican soccer enemy number one right now. Yeah, uh, man, after Donovan enemy, left. Public enemy number one, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So once he... He was up we're like, oh my god, here we go. Here's this guy, and I was in my the back of my head. I'm like, oh, he's probably not gonna miss. Sure enough, he misses, and I'm like, yeah, I fucking get, yeah, a huevo, everything. Like my dad was just, he was pretty happy too. He's not a very uh, emotionally as I am, but you could tell like he kept like he was nervous as hell too. Like we're, he's the type of dad where um, if my sister, for example, is doing something and she's being loud and we're losing throughout any game oh, or we're tied, he gets, he gets he's like, can you leave? <laughs> Pretty much like, hey, yo, chill out, go somewhere. 
Yeah, man, that's a rough game, roller coaster like emotions last night. Yes, but, and then uh, once they finally won, is it's like a giant weight was lifted off your like a giant boulder was lifted off my chest. <laughs> yeah, man, we're going to we're going to Dubai. Yes, I saw um, from uh, uh, that I have on my timeline. Uh, usually, are you here and there? He um, he's like, oh, well, it looks like Vergara's gonna go have his sushi and stuff. I'm like, sir, we're not going to Japan this year. We're going to Dubai. Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they can't relate. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe I need to go to Vegas, win some money, so I can go. <laughs> you do, man. You got to be out here, man. We're right here. Um, it's a it's a great turning into a great sports town. I'm actually out here at a bar uh, on the strip watching the Golden Knights play, who are up 4-0 in the first period of, of hockey. So, hockey is a hell of a sport too, man. If you guys ever follow that, I suggest you uh, start watching. <laughs> yeah, I I've watched like every now and then. I'm not like a diehard, but uh, it's it's a fun game to watch. Fun sport. Right. Right. All right, Ivan. So lastly. Uh, you got to pick a Chivas MVP. Who, who are you picking? Well, that one was kind of tough for me. I, If it weren't for uh, Jovinko's uh, second goal, I would have picked uh, Tortas. Yep. But I gotta have, I'm going to have to give it to Pizarro for both games, for, for what he did in both games. For the goal he scored up there in Toronto and then for the assist that he gave uh, Orbelan. <laughs> So yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with Pizarro. He was uh, he was very crucial. I mean, he's 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 yelling at Osorio right now to say, "Hey, take me, take me now." So hopefully we'll hopefully we see him uh, uh, uh check it out, uh, make it to make it to Russia. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. forcing Osorio's hand, definitely. Osorio, man, he's a pendejo if he doesn't <laughs> take him. For sure, for sure. We'll see what happens though after that. After after they get a little experiment. We're going to probably see uh, Almeida go up into the Selección and uh, Nuestro Pastor, he's going to have to leave us to make La Selección that much better. <laughs> I can see that, man. He be- he believes in the Mexican player. He can he can lead us. He does. We'll see what uh, how it goes with the politicking and stuff because you know how that's going to go. Hopefully with today's uh, uh, conference with the uh, Players Union that will somewhat change the Selección too, but yeah, only time will tell. Yeah, definitely, man. All right, Ivan. So, uh, hey, thanks for being on the on the podcast. Uh, good to have you on. Good combo. Uh, good yeah, luck sure. to the good luck to the Knights, I guess. Right, that's who you. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, appreciate it, man. Thank you. Hey, uh, shout out to everybody out there. Shout out to everybody in Vegas. Um, uh, thank you so much for having me on. Once again, my Twitter is Travel Ninety on Twitter. Ivancito Ninety on IG. If you're on there, so hit me up, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. All right, man. All right, later. All right, see ya. Right, so next on the call, we have Ulises, a.k.a. at Aguilera 4 on Twitter. Uh, what's up, Ulises? Hey, how y'all doing? Uh, we're good, man. How are you? Good, man. How are you? Doing pretty good. It's good, man. It's good. So, um, how long... We're just going to jump right into it, man. Uh, right, how, long, how long have you been a Chivas fan, man? Uh, so, um, I mean, I've been a Chivas fan ever since I was a, a baby. My dad kind of put it on me, which is probably one of the greatest things he's ever done. Huh. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's pictures of me <laughs> ready learning how to walk, but wearing that Chivas jersey. <laughs> nice. 
Um, like favorite players and stuff growing up watching the team? Ooh, growing up, uh, Omar Bravo for sure. I remember um, once they sold him to to Coruña. It was I was pretty sad. I was, I was trying to figure out why they were selling him. I probably wasn't old enough to understand soccer, but um, him, Bofo for sure, um, Medina, you know the OGs from like 2000, 2004, 2006. Yeah, and um, how? So how how old are you? Since like those are like kind of are those like your first memories of Chivas? No. Yeah, kind yeah, of. Okay. Cause, I mean, I was, I was born ninety eight, so right now I'm nineteen. Oh, young. Um, okay. Yeah, and actually, uh, I remember like the first time I ever felt anything towards the sport. Uh, it was a uh, that semifinal versus Pachuca where uh, Mosquera scored that goal on us. Oh man! And, uh, yeah, well, I just had, uh... like I remember. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Watch, watching it at the restaurant we were eating. I remember where, and um, I remember I just felt sad for some reason, and I was like trying to like understand, and then after that I just started paying attention to more and more Chivas. But that was uh, probably when I started. Yeah, that was that was a bad loss, man. That was um, I mean, I was like so proud of that team because most of our like all our players were at the World Cup or were training with the with yeah. the national team. So we basically yeah. had Cantera out there, and we were like thirty seconds away from going to the mm-hmm. to the championship with a B squad, which is crazy. Like to yeah. think. That was also around the time uh, the Libertadores, right, where um, Vergara was flying in players. Yeah. Yeah, um, that, like, those are my first memories, really, um, from Chivas. But it's probably some of the greatest times because, I mean, growing up, it was kind of hard. They, they're doing pretty bad until, like, Chicharo came around. Then he left and doing bad again. Yeah, so you had, like, the, the Luisi, um, what was his, oh, damn, what's his name? The coach, uh, Luis Real, I think. Yeah, Jose Luis. Yeah, yeah you, you jumped in like around that era. That was like, you mm-hmm. jumped like right in the dark times, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I got to see them uh, do really good. I, I remember the championship against Toluca. And yeah. then right after that, just just blink. You had that little like blimp of uh, Rafa Marquez Lugo, I feel was like one of the bright spots of those years. Yeah, yeah. Um, pretty rough times, but that's how you know I'm a, I'm a true fan. Stick through it. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! <laughs> All right, so uh, like thoughts, uh, emotions uh, while you were watching the game last night. Uh, so I mean, uh, I was actually uh, in tutoring because I'm doing this project and I needed help. But so I was watching on my phone with my computer up on the side doing my homework. Um, and uh, I don't know. I felt pretty confident going in. Um, I was like Chivas, you know, they got this. But of course, you know, I saw that tweet saying can't be a Chivas game without the suffering. Yep. So. Um, so, I mean, we scored that first goal. I was like, all right, we good, we good. And then what, what kind of made me mad is, like, people on Twitter were already celebrating. I was like, nah, y'all already know. Y'all already know what's going to happen. <laughs> and then they scored on us that first goal. And, I, I mean, it was pretty frustrating because they should have just cleared that ball. Yeah. And then um, that second goal, it was just kind of out of nowhere for me because, uh, I mean, Jovinko had just got that yellow card, and then he scored right after, so that kind of made me mad. Um. But yeah, my friend was texting me. He was like, "Hey, uh, like we, we're gonna take this L." I was like, "Nah, bro, chill out. Like, trust in Chivas." I tweeted it. I was like, "Y'all fake for uh, doubting us. We got this." <laughs> and um, I already friends. knew. Like, if we go, we go to PKs, we go to PKs, we got this because we got them good takers. Oh yeah, and, you um, were confident yeah. going into PKs. 
Yeah, I mean, because oh, I mean, the, these last few PK shootouts, we've been we doing pretty good. I mean, we got we got good takers, Pizarro, uh, Alanis, um, Pulido, even though he missed out one against America. Yeah. yeah. It was America. It was America, see? <laughs> we were talking about that earlier, like um, how confident we were with each uh, penalty taker. And, like, I think we all, I think we all said, though, that Alanis was the one that we were all, like, the most scared of taking the penalty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what just because he missed that uh, the, against Pumas, he had the game winner, and he mm-hmm. he he, flew, he threw it over the crossbar. Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah. My uh, my friend Marcos, he actually told me, he was like, uh, after the game, he was like, oh no, Pulido and uh, Alanis uh, stepped up because I mean they they've been missing, or they had recently missed one. Yeah, they're um, they've been true. shaky. Who do you think? Uh, who do you think would have taken the fifth one if we had to take it? Not Pizarro. Pizarro? Yeah, that's what we pretty much thought as well. Yeah, we thought either Pizarro or uh, Chofis, and then even maybe Pereira, because for some reason Almeida loves to let uh, his center back take penalties. No, yeah, I mean, uh, Pereira's a pretty, like, uh, he's, I feel like he's calm and confident when he needs to be, Uh, at least in the PKs. Yeah. Um, You know, sometimes he'd be messing out out there, but... Um, yeah, trophies or, or Pereira would have been two good ones also. Yeah. I mean, like right. I'm saying, we, we got takers. We got takers. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so last question. Uh, you got to pick a Chivas MVP for uh, I, yeah for the series. Who, 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 are you, who are you taking? For the series, um, that's a hard one. I'm, I'm between uh, Tortas and, and Pizarro. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think a... I'd have to go for Pizarro just because he gave us that goal and the assist um, overall in the series. Um, and he's just, I mean, the whole Champions League, he's really like, he pulled through for us. Yeah, he put the, he definitely put the team on his back. And, um, like, a, I'm a, I'm a big uh, Paris guy. Like, even, like, going back, like, two years ago, I was like, yo, Paris is going to be a good player, this and that. And I think, that one mistake that he made against Javinko cost him, like, like you said, like the MVP, like series MVP to me. But yeah, I think Pizarro. Mm-hmm. And hey, I even I'd even throw in the Carlos Salcido, like oh yeah, just I, to, I like the veteran like too. leadership and everybody's like, oh man, Salcido slow, Javinko's yeah, gonna run past him, like retire this and that. I did, I did get mad when he shot the ball, though. He took, like, a long shot. Oh, yeah. I was like, I bro. About. <laughs> I was like, bro, you're never going to make one again. Snap. <laughs> he, he already knows. He already knows he's not going to make those. He got that World Cup one, but that was it. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, all right, man. So, it was uh, good to have you on the call. Thanks for uh, participating, man. No, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right, Lucas. Uh, take care, man. Yeah, yeah, have a good one. All right. All right, man. Later. Bye. All right, guys, so that was Ulises. Thank you for being on the call, man. And um, just, uh, guys, let us know what you think of the format, if you guys like what we did for this episode. And uh, we're going to leave you with Danny's thoughts on the game, another another guest that we have on the pod for tonight. Again, let us know what you think of this format. If you liked it, didn't like it, if you want to participate next time, let us know. All right. We'll leave you with Danny's thoughts. Thanks for listening. Hey there, guys. From Chivas del Norte. Uh, my name is Danny Villalobos. 
Um, I've been a long-time Chivas fan uh, since about year of, uh, I think it was 2006 when I started watching in there uh, with the championship uh, after they won. Uh, Bojo, Osvaldo Sanchez, guys like that really got me into it, but I started watching uh, Chivas religiously since uh, about the year of 2010 uh, when Huero Real took over. So, yeah, I was there through the tough times. Uh, guys like Chicharito and, again, Bofo really got me into watching it. And uh, I've been watching it, watching Chivas ever since, uh, religiously and uh, passionately, I may add, uh, since uh, since those days in 2010 through the tough times. I had to see guys like uh, Rafa Marquez Lugo go, uh, go through the doors and have guys like Pizarro come in. Uh, but... Talking about yesterday's game, um, I saw it pretty tight throughout the first half. And uh, the second half, I really think after Godinez came on, it looked like a pretty good game. Uh, really added an extra juice to it. And I've been a guy that's actually judged Godinez a lot. But yesterday's game, I saw what he adds to the game. The attack really puts in a youth, uh, kind of like a youth and passion into it that you don't see much guys have. But Golinas definitely made a difference for me in the second half. Uh, Trophies came on. Uh, I mean, he did some stuff, but not what I think a guy of his caliber could do. But definitely, the, the game just had me on my on on the edge of my seat. It was a real exciting game, and I'm, I'm glad we took it. It was actually one of the greatest days of my life. Honestly, I I saw that, and I was just so excited. And my MVP for this has got to be Pizarro. Pizarro's just, he's changed this team. He's changed the mentality for me. I, I just think that the team feels comfortable having a man that could lead. He's the closest thing to a leader in the attack that we've had since guys like Bofo and Chicharito and Omar Bravo went down. And honestly, since then, we've lacked it. I mean, Rafa Marquezlugo kind of had that. But for me, Pizarro, he just, he's a guy that can change games for you. And he's got to be my MVP, not only for the Concacaf, but MVP in general for Chivas season this year. And honestly, um, if he keeps going at this pace, I hate to say it, but this guy belongs in Europe. And, and not one of those scrubs like in Getafe or fucking Raya Vallecano or stuff like that. I think he belongs in a big club, in a big league, and he's proving it right now. And But thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate the chance. Uh, Hope to see, hope to, hope to talk.